A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Ah, the voice of greed. We're going to be talking about it on today's show and how you can fight against it. Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox with Scott Searles, financial advisor, president of Skybox Financial Group. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. Scott serves you through the greater Cleveland area and also in Bradenton, Florida, for you snowbirds or folks down south uh, that enjoy working with Scott as well. You can find all sorts of great information, education, and resources at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Scott, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Oh, I am doing fantastic, Walter. How about yourself? Yeah, glad to hear that. I am well. Uh, thank you for pushing the show off, uh, the recording off a day, Scott. We had to reschedule folks behind the scenes. Stomach wasn't feeling uh, very good yesterday. So we pushed it off a day so we could muster through it today, and I'm 100% today, Scott. So. Well, we can't do a podcast without a 100% Walter. No, even if it was 99%, it could not proceed forward. We would have well, to cancel it. I don't know. Maybe a 20% Walter is much better than most people. <laughs> Perhaps, yes, but we're perfectionists. We hold ourselves to high standards on the show, Scott. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't know. My my benchmark is a little bit lower than yours because uh, I have a tendency go. to misspeak and, and uh, not always be too perfect on the podcast. Well, that is okay because you're genuine and authentic, and we have a little bit of fun here on the show, so we can forgive some mistakes or not being at 100% sometimes. So no worries about it, my friend. And uh, we got a good show today. I think this one's going to be fun, uh, taking a little bit different of an angle here. So we've got the voice of greed on our shoulder today, whispering into our ears, Scott. We need to know how to kind of how to flick that little devil or flick that little guy off our shoulder or at least keep him in check. That's what we're going to rely on you for today. That sound good? All right. Yep. Good. Uh, we're also going to answer a question a little bit later on, by the way, just as a little teaser for you. Mark has our mailbag question of the day, and he's uh, got questions about risk and bonds and uh, wondering about some drawbacks of things like annuities and some other stuff. And so uh, he's got a really good question that we're going to dive into. Plus, how does Scott get rid of stress? We'll find out his secrets to that and more on today's show. All right, Scott. So when it comes to money, you know, you might have several different voices in your head. Uh, the voice of greed obviously being one of them is a possibility. Uh, sometimes maybe we could classify it as the voice of fear. And hey, it doesn't always have to be bad. Sometimes we have that old voice of wisdom uh, whispering into us uh, as well. Although that one seems to pop up a lot less than the others for some reason. Uh, at least it, <laughs> it does. It does with me. It does for me. So, okay. <laughs> I think that's a common human thing. Uh, so I want to look at some of the things that we might hear specifically from the voice of greed so that one, we can know how to recognize it, Scott, when we hear it, and then two, maybe you can give us some ideas on how we can kind of fight against that voice of greed. So, yeah, absolutely. And who doesn't want more money, right? That's right, exactly. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily the uh, a bad thing to want more money. That's for that's definitely very true. But we all know that greed can you know be a little detrimental at times too. Uh, so let's say this. Let's say that little voice of greed might be piping up in your ear right now, saying, "You know what? The market is doing great right now. This is a good time to invest a little more aggressively." so you can take advantage of the growth. Have you seen that voice of greed pop up in the heads of uh, your clients from time to time? 
Absolutely. And I'm still thinking about what this little mini me greedy guy sitting on my shoulder would actually look like. I mean, how is he, how is the guy of greed dressed? Is, is he like a devil? Because greed is not always that bad, right, Walter? Well, yeah. I, what about like a, uh, a, a leprechaun that's a little bit more devilish, like a, like a hybrid between a devilish green leprechaun figure? Well, now I'm thinking of that Leprechaun movie, that thing, Leprechaun that goes around and kills people. Oh, yeah. oh, the, oh, the evil Leprechaun. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I caught so that. So maybe one. that's too far. But what about uh, the, you? Remember the guy that used to have all the green check uh, question marks all over? All over. He would wear the question mark suit. The, the, the green, Riddler. Not the not the Riddler, but he was on the commercials. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He did like the money thing, or like how to save money, like deals or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. What what was that? Uh, Matthew uh, Lesko. Is what it was. Um, okay. I forget what I don't even remember what he was pitching. Do you? I think I'm getting a couple guys confused, but okay. We'll we'll digress, and we will get back to you know when the markets are doing good. Should I start investing a little bit more aggressively? And we get I hear this all the time, and it is human nature, right? Because there's something we refer to in the industry called the cycle of emotions. And it follows market cycles. And when the markets are going down, you start getting depressed, you start getting scared, and then you finally bottom out at being depressed when the markets are down. Then when the markets start coming back up, you get happy until you reach the very top and you're euphoric and you're thinking this is going to continue to go and it's going to just keep going forever and we're all going to be rich. And that's when people have a tendency to start to invest their money at the tops of the markets and not you should be investing your money at the bottom of the markets when you are when you are panicky. And that's when you really should be investing. So the greed is is saying that, hey, you know what? These markets are good. I can put some money in. I can keep making money. I got this XYZ stock that's continuing doing well and it's going to do great. So you invest at the top of the market. That is solely, you know, greed kicking in there in that you continue to think you can make money, but it's actually the wrong thing to do. And that's why working with a professional can kind of take some of that emotion. And it works with all these topics we're going to talk about when it, with greed is working with a professional, you can take that emotion out of the decision making because that, that professional is going to be kind of like a third party, unbiased, and help you make logical decisions as opposed to emotional ones. All right. That's helpful and a good way to start us off. Here's, here's the commercial, by the way, with, uh, with Matthew Lesko. I'm Matthew Lesko, and the government's giving away more money than ever before. $85 billion yep. to help bank executives take a vacation. $25 billion to make cars that people don't want to buy. $600 billion to subsidize subprime lending practices that got us in this mess in the first place. Who cares about hyperinflation, crippling debt, or a massive tax burden on your grandkids? It's all free. <laughs> I totally remember that. That was the guy I was thinking of. That that was even a more. I think that was even a more recent one. Uh, the ones from like early two thousands, maybe late nineties. I think those were even even better. This one, he was actually wearing a white suit with green question marks. But I remember the green suit with the black question marks on it was the one in my mind. But he uh, he is very excitable guy. He is yes definitely. So yeah, it was it was free money books that he was uh, selling a lot of the time yeah. on TV. 
but yeah. in, in any event. So the, I'm picturing a miniature version of him bounce, all excited, bouncing up and down on my shoulder, screaming into my ear to go do these things. Okay. No, that's good. So I, not, we'll, not a bad image, we'll roll, right? we'll roll with that one. All right. All right. Uh, it, maybe it takes on a different look for each person, but that, that's who I'm picturing. All right. So let's, uh, let's pretend that guy's in my ear now, and he's saying, hey, hey, that guy on CNBC seems to know what he's talking about. You should follow his advice quickly before everybody else figures it out, too. You know, if you think that the guy on CNBC is the first guy to know anything, uh, you are quite mistaken. The reality is, is that all TV, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, their whole idea is to get you to watch the TV show, right? They get paid for people watching, not when people don't watch. So, you know, a lot of the times they have these talking heads on here. They tell you their opinions, and, you know, by the time you hear about it on TV— it's it's already too late. And you know what? There are no real, when it comes to investing, a lot of people, this kind of, in my mind, kind of clicks along with the, the greed of get rich quick and kind of strategy where you, you're always trying to look for that next big thing that, hey, I'm going to buy this stock and it's going to go be gigantic and I'm going to live on a beach somewhere the rest of my life. So it's kind of the, the get rich quick kind of scheme that you hear on TV. And those guys are trying to get you to watch TV. They want to throw nuggets out there, but rarely are they going to work for you over the, you know, over the long term, maybe the short term they work. And by the time you hear about it on TV, it's already been acted on by millions of people. That's a great point. Uh, you're, if you're hearing it on TV, you're not the first person hearing it and millions of others are hearing it at the same time. And so what advantage do you truly have there? None. Correct. Good to keep that in mind. All right, Voice Agreed still there. Now he's bouncing up and down saying the couple next door, you know, they've saved a lot more money than you. Uh, you need to hit some home runs over the next couple of years so you can catch up to them. Well, you know what? This reminds me, Walter, a lot of an analogy I use in my meetings, and that is like investing is kind of like running a race. If you start off and you fall, what happens is you need to run faster. And when you run faster trying to hit that home run or, or get too aggressive, the chances of you falling again are that much higher. So when you try to hit these home runs, you try to buy these small stocks that are going to be the next big thing, your chances of it blowing up in your face and you're losing money is just that much greater. So people that try to chase the next big thing, the, the home run, trying to get that stock that goes up 900% in a year, a lot of the times they don't work up and it ends up just blowing up your whole financial plan. And then you think you don't have a lot now, well, blow it up on a few stock bets and uh, you'll certainly have a whole lot less. Not a good situation at all. And uh, we all know the dangers of that keeping up with the Joneses mentality, too. So mm -hmm. something to be aware of. All right. Voice agreed. Still there. You know, we've been beating him back a couple of times, these first couple of requests and, and uh, temptations. But how about this one? That emergency fund in the bank, you know, it's just not making any money. You got too much sitting there. You should invest it instead of having money just collecting dust. Well, you know, I hear this a lot. And uh, but a good strategy in any good financial plan is you do need to have that emergency money. You need to have money set aside that is not subject to the markets. And yes, it's not earning a lot of money. And now with inflation creeping up, it's certainly get your purchasing powers getting eaten alive by your money in the bank. But with that said, if you've got a strategy where kind of like what we do with a lot of clients is we usually will have 
one to two years of income set aside in super conservative or cash, because that way our other money will be invested a little bit more aggressively. And sometimes we'll have another bucket of you know, three to five years worth of income that's in conservative investments. Because if the markets get too volatile and you know, drop 10, 15, 20%, which they will, we just don't know when, it doesn't affect you at all because your money that you're using for your income has already been set aside and is not subject to that market. So you always need some money that is not subject to the market because what will happen is if you decide to invest that money because, hey, you know, I can make 8% in the markets instead of 0.08 in the bank. When you need that money, you know the markets are going to be down. That's Murphy's Law. And it happens almost every time. The markets will be down. You're going to need to grab some cash and you're going to pull it out. And that's just going to kind of sabotage that long-term growth and what you're trying to accomplish. So I think everybody needs to have money available in cash. And I get what the point here is, is that you want all your money to be working for you. That's what we're taught. But the reality is we need to have some set aside that's protected. Great points all the way around. All right, let's give one more example here. We've uh, almost conquered the voice of greed for today, but one more hurdle to jump over, Scott. Voice of Greed's telling us now, you're much better off to do everything by yourself instead of giving away your hard-earned money to get an advisor to help you. After all, you've got the internet and Google. You should be able to figure it out. You know what, Walter, this answer may be surprised you, but maybe some people are. Hmm, there okay. are people that truly you know, want to spend their days researching, looking at tax laws, watching the markets, making sure they're invested properly, and keeping up with the barrage of information that comes out on an almost daily basis with all these new tax laws and codes and looking at where the markets are going and, and all that. Some people enjoy doing that and want to do that. But for the majority of people out there, they don't want to deal with this. When they get to their retirement, they just want to enjoy their retirement. So they hand it over to professionals that are going to develop a well-thought-out plan for them that's you know a math-based plan that, that's built on sound strategies, and then adjust and change them, make sure they're keeping up with all the new information that's come out, adjust for estate planning laws, tax laws and adjust for market conditions. And that's the majority of people out there. And yes, when you hire somebody, you have to pay for them. Uh, just like anything else, when you go to the doctor and you, you, you say, you know, my, my knee hurts me and he does a consultation and examines you and takes some x-rays, you got to pay for it. Um, so it's just like any other professional. It's key and important to know and realize all of that. So there you have it. Uh, maybe that last one may not be the voice of greed telling you that, but it could also come from a place of greed for why people want to go down that road. I guess that's part of recognizing it. You know, what are the motivations for some of these things? Is it greed? Is it fear? Is it something else? Well, I think that, I mean, the fact that somebody's trying to save a couple bucks every year by not hiring a professional, and a lot of the times, unless you're really on top of it and you're really involved with it, it's going to end up costing you a lot more money in the long run than you would have simply paid to have a professional help you along the way. So it's it's really not so much a uh, issue of um, you know looking at it from the perspective of greed as it is uh, you know maybe it's just uh, uh, it could be cheap. <laughs> it could be I, I, I just yeah. want to be cheap in this moment. Is that going to cost you? So 
even though we took it from the voice of greed standpoint today, it could be a lot of different motivations that lead you down some questionable decision-making in your retirement plan, and that's what we want to try and avoid. We just at least want to be able to recognize these things so we can fight against it. So if you need some help with that process, you can talk to Scott Searle. So make sure that you're in check with all of these different things that are sort of trying to draw your attention away from the goal of getting to and through retirement. If you want to discuss your own financial plan with Scott and get into detail about your specific situation, get in touch by dialing 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Or go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com. You can also schedule a free consultation from your smartphone or computer uh, simply at talktoscott.com. That's talk to scott.com and we'll put the link in the description of today's show for that and all the other contact information to reach scott all right now it's time to get to know scott just a little bit better on our getting to know you segment it's getting to know you time all right scott my question for you this week has to do with stress and from a positive standpoint what do you do to get rid of stress you know what? I started doing this a few years ago, and I probably started a little bit too later. I'd have a lot more hair after having four daughters, <laughs> but um, I started. I started to, to meditate. I actually do okay. it a couple times a day, and you know, I always thought it was kind of weird. And uh, but once I started doing mm-hmm. it, it actually allows me to focus better, calms down, gets my head straight, and uh, that's what I use to reduce stress, Walter. That's a great, great way to go about it, actually. Um, We've actually done a little bit of meditating recently, too. So it's interesting to hear you say that. We've same kind of thing. I was like, yeah, it's a little weird. But afterward, you're like, man, I'm ready to go to sleep. This feels great. And so we do that sometimes in the evening. It's been a really stressful day. Um, Actually, Connie got me something that was like, I don't know, man, it might have been two years ago. That was this like machine that you plug in and and it displays like a galaxy on the ceiling. So you turn okay. all the you turn all the lights. It's pretty psychedelic. You turn all the lights off and project it up on the ceiling, and then it has different modes. But it's kind of like you're staring up at the stars, and and it kind of rotates around the room. So we did that, and then we threw on like a meditation thing on YouTube, and uh-huh. uh, boy, it was like, wow, this is really peaceful. This is really nice. What a great! It was just like a lot better way to calm down in the evening than sitting there looking at your phone, you know, or something like that. So right, right, which a lot of people do. You get, you know. The last thing they see before they go to bed is their screen, and the first thing they mm-hmm. see in the morning is their screen. Yep. So I'm, I like that. I like that a lot. A great way to get rid of stress. A little bit of meditation. Doesn't have to be weird. You know, it's the 21st century. We can lean into that a little bit now, right, Scott? Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know uh, what? And uh, now, you know, it's yo- something I now started what about doing yoga? A- that, that's like the next step. Can you, can you get yourself to that point yet? All right, Walter, I will admit something. You did, didn't did you do goat yoga? Wasn't that a thing a couple of I'm years ago? I've seen goat yoga, seen but I'm okay. not doing it. But I have I have tried yoga before. It is way too hard for me. So it's not, it, it does not reduce it, stress for you. It is hard. I mean, my your core strength and getting in all those positions, it's not very relaxing for me. And it, mm. and it is, it's hard. I mean, yoga, doing an hour's worth of yoga or a half hour worth of yoga is a workout. Maybe for some people it's uh, relaxing, but not 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 for Scott. Not 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 with my flexibility. Gotcha. Well, we'll stick with the meditation then for a while. That's that's helpful. Too late to save the hair, but good enough for everything else. So that that's right. That's right. 
Great response there, Scott. Let's get a question from one of our listeners now to wrap up for the week. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so our mailbag question this week comes to us from Mark. And Mark says, I feel that I need to reduce the risk in my portfolio, but I don't know where to turn. I've looked at bonds. I've looked at annuities. I've looked at just moving to cash. But all those options have drawbacks that I guess I don't like. What am I supposed to do? You know what, Mark? This is a question that we get all the time. I'm glad you wrote into the mailbag. But it is difficult now. It's a difficult environment we're in right now that when you try to reduce risk in your portfolio, you turn to bonds. Well, bonds are very interest rate sensitive, and we know we're in an interest rate increasing environment. So bonds are under pressure. So money that you look to be safe might be losing money. Annuities, like you said, drawback. You can protect your principal, but you got to lock your money in there for a while. And in cash, you know, we know you're just losing purchasing power. So, you know, there are some different things you can look like structured notes and different products like that that give you some kind of buffers or barriers. Uh, for some of the fixed income portion of your portfolio, there's also things you can look at. There's some really good, you know, real estate investment kind of trust things that, that kind of hedge a little bit inflation, but there's risk there. So it's difficult. So now more than ever, having a per- financial professional work with you to get everything structured properly is more and more important because I think those days of just throwing your money in an 80-20 asset allocation or whatever you get on the Fidelity's website or something when you fill out a questionnaire, it's not going to hack it going forward because this is, you have to remember, we're in an environment now where we've seen, you know, we've had interest rates artificially low for 20 years. And I mean, we've not seen inflation up like this for over 40 years. And most people that are investing now and are getting ready to retirement or in their retirement didn't have much money and weren't doing a lot of investing 42 years ago. So they don't really, you don't have experience with it. You haven't dealt with it. It's a new type of environment. So I think getting professional help more than ever um, is important. That's helpful uh, perspective. Hopefully that gives you uh, some things to think about there, Mark. And if you want to have a conversation with Scott in more detail about your specific situation, you can certainly schedule that time to meet again by going to talktoscott.com. That's talktoscott.com. And we'll link to that in the show notes of today's episode so it's easy for you to find. Just check the description of uh, the episode on whatever app you're using. Or you can call 888 888- Seven four two zero one eleven. Great question there. And Scott, thank you for your help uh, dealing with that voice of greed. Glad we got him, however he looks, off of our shoulders today. And uh, we'll look forward to another great episode with you coming up soon. I'm looking forward to Walter. Hopefully we don't get a call from the attorneys for playing that commercial in the middle of the podcast. Ah, you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think we're safe. I think we're safe there. Uh, we will see though Uh, we will have a great episode actually on top next time we're talking baseball and retirement planning I know Scott has been uh, psyched for the start of the season so we're going to integrate a little bit of baseball talk into our financial and retirement planning conversation next time around so that'll be a little fun even if you're not a baseball fan that'll be a fun one to come back for Uh, until then for Scott I'm Walter and we'll look forward to talking to you next time on the Retirement Toolbox take care go Tribe
investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.